Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Hey everybody, welcome to Netflix Live, a streaming TV podcast from Fansided. I'm Bryce Olin and I'm joined by my co-host Cody Schultz. Merry Christmas and happy holidays. We've picked all the best Christmas movies and shows you should watch on Netflix uh, for today's episode. But first, we've got some big uh, Daredevil slash Marvel slash Netflix news to talk about. Cody, what do you got? Yeah, so Christmas has definitely come early for like the Daredevil fans, which... I want to lead into this with a spoiler warning um, for Hawkeye and Spider-Man No Way Home. If you haven't yet seen them, maybe fast forward ahead a couple minutes just to, until you've had the chance to catch those. Nothing major, just some light spoilers that might ruin a few surprises, which as a fan myself, I always hate to do. So spoiler warning out of the way. Um, it's been a big December for Daredevil fans. Um, in the penultimate episode of Hawkeye, we got our first glimpse of Vincent D'Onofrio back as Kingpin, um, which was, he hasn't yet made a formal appearance. It was more of like a picture hinting at a, a larger appearance in the finale this week, which should be really exciting to see. And the other big news in that same week, we had Charlie Cox return as Daredevil in Spider-Man No Way Home. Another big, big moment fans have been talking about, rumored for a while. I won't give spoilers away other than just including that he's in the film, which is quite exciting for fans. Um, so needless to say, it's it's building towards that speculation of like, is a formal Daredevil reboot coming? Um, which I think is the exciting thing to see what's in the works. It's feel like it, ever since Netflix pulled the plug on all their Marvel shows, like there's been rumors. And it feels like we're finally getting to that point where like stuff's coming together. I know we both were a fan of Daredevil. Would you like to see it come back in like some form, even if it's not like a full reboot with like a lead? I feel like it's just exciting seeing these characters back. Yeah, I that's super exciting. I I've hoped that they would do this for a long time. Like I know the whole Netflix Disney thing, like their enemies, blah blah blah. But it, these shows were good. I mean, most of the shows were good. <laughs> so I would like to see not only. Charlie Cox come back. I would like to see the rest of the Daredevil cast. Who we got, like was it Deborah Ann Wool? 
Eldon Henson, I think his name is. And then, uh, obviously, uh, Mike Coulter as Luke Cage was awesome. And then, um, I'm blanking on her name, but Jessica Kristen Jones. Ritter. Kristen Ritter, yeah. yeah. I would love to see her come back. And just, like, it, it just seems like it makes too much sense at this point. They have fans. There's, I don't know, fitting them into this world. I don't know how it works. I don't know, you know, with the whole MCU, like... Because they were kind of adjacent, like they would say things in the shows, like the green guy, which like where they were talking about the Hulk and stuff like that. It, but like it wasn't like totally, um, I don't know, the same. And like the timeline is really tricky. But I mean, I don't think anyone really cares about that. Maybe some people do, but I do not care about that. I would just like to see them like, hey, let's go see like I need a lawyer and it's Charlie Cox as Daredevil. Like that's cool to me. Yeah, and I feel like that's something, like, from the minute it was canceled by Netflix, like, everyone was like, could Marvel save these on their own? Because that was right around when Disney Plus was launching. But, of course, Netflix has, like, that deal where, like, their shows can't air on another network and all that. For, like, oh, yeah. I think it's, like, it's I want to say two years, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Because I remember that was, like, the hold up with One Day at a Time. Like, it was a surprise that it got saved for that fourth season on Pop TV was because Netflix makes it so impossible for their shows to be saved. They'll save other shows, mm-hmm. but for like a Netflix show to be saved, it's very, you know, very complicated. And so I know fans have long been hoping. So just seeing these pieces come together, it all kind of supports that maybe there are bigger pictures. Um, it also does have me excited because of course the rumors seem to pop up that, you know, Charlie Cox would be back as daredevil and that they were looking to bring Kristen Ritter into the picture as well. So now that we kind of know that first part of the rumors has come true um, I'm like very excited for She-Hawk and to see if Kristen Ritter maybe does pop up in that. I know that's been a big running rumor, um, but it's just exciting for fans on the Netflix shows to finally get to see these characters live on in the, you know, the broader Marvel Cinematic Universe, be it through, you know, future Disney Plus shows or movies, whatever they have planned. It's just a fun time to see like all of those shows come back and who knows what other Netflix Marvel characters may pop up again. Like that's the fun part. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, Vincent D'Onofrio as Kingpin, that was amazing in uh, in Daredevil. I would love to see, you know, in future, you know, could he be in the other Spider-Man movies? I don't know anything about the Spider-Man No Way Home. So if I'm spoiling something that I'm not supposed to do, I'm sorry. I did not know. <laughs> I have not seen it. I've not read very much about it. I don't know if Andrew Garfield's in it. Um, but yeah, I, it's just really cool to me. I, I think it's cool when they build out world like this and... There's lots of crossover. I've always wondered if this was like the way that they would go, but tonally the shows on Disney Plus and the Netflix shows are like so different. But I don't, again, I don't think that that would be a real sticking point. I would love to if they could keep that like grittiness, you know, but I don't know if that's something. It just doesn't feel like the Disney Plus platform is really into that, right? Yeah, it's it's very. It's hard because you've got like shows like WandaVision that I feel like very much tapped into like those harder topics, like with focusing Mm -hmm. on like grief and all that. And so obviously they've shown that, you know, it's not all about like just being, you know, action and fluff and all that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. For lack of a better word, just the super. Um, And I feel like Disney plus, like since they've launched, they do try to keep it very family friendly, but the definition of what that has been is kind of evolved and like, they're not watering down the shows. Um, Like, I do think it would be different from Netflix. Like, I don't know if they'd go quite as hard on, like, the violence sequences. Mm -hmm. But, like, the Disney Plus shows, they have action. They've got fight scenes. And it's not like they're, you know, toning these down to where they just, you know, look out of place or something. And so 
whatever the new iteration might be for Daredevil and all the characters they introduce within the Netflix Marvel Universe. I think it's just exciting to know there is a future for these characters again. And we haven't seen the last like we thought we had. For sure. I need one. I need at least one more hallway fight scene with Daredevil. That's what I need. That was that was I remember when we were watching those like, yeah, like that was like the thing. It was like, what episode is the hallway fight scene going to be in and how long is it going to last? And it was like they like outdid their uh, like the, the previous season in each one. So I'm, I'm excited uh, to see what's next. Should we talk about some Christmas movies? Yeah, definitely, like, perfect time to seg into uh, Christmas movies. Yeah, we're not going to talk about Is Spider-Man No Way Home a Christmas movie? I don't know, I haven't seen it, so (laughs) we'll save that for another time. But first, I just have to, or I want to encourage our listeners to check out Blindsided, a new podcast from the Players' Tribune. The Players' Tribune has launched its first ever mental health podcast called Blindsided. It's hosted by former NHL goalie Corey Hirsch and psychiatrist Dr. Diane McIntosh. Blindsided will share and analyze the moments for a variety of athletes when everything changed for them and what happened when it did. The podcast lets listeners hear the athletes describe moments when mental health became the most important focus on their lives. Blindsided then gets deeper, it gets clinical, and it allows listeners to leave, an under- leave with an understanding of the different varieties of mental health challenges people face, why they appear, and how athletes in particular face them down. Blindsided is a sports podcast, but it's not only for people who follow sports, it's also for those who don't. So subscribe to Blindsided on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you you get your podcasts today. All right, so Christmas movies. Um, I feel like that people have been watching for watching Christmas movies for like maybe months now. I mean, obviously they've been watching them for years, but like the the Christmas season has I feel like has been extended a little bit. I started watching Christmas movies probably at the end of September. I want to say it was like the first time I threw like Elf on or something like that. Um, I don't know. What about you, though? Yeah, I feel like the Christmas movie season starts earlier each year. Um, Even, like, for the networks and all that. Like, of course, you know, Netflix traditionally has dropped a lot of their bigger Christmas movies in November and December. But I feel like they got a head start with releasing some of theirs early. Hallmark, we talk about, you know, often with Christmas. I feel like they started, like, their countdown to Christmas movies right after Halloween. Maybe even before Halloween. Like, Mm -hmm. so everyone has just, even Lifetime and all the other networks, like... They got into the Christmas spirit a lot sooner, which after the few, you know, past few years, it makes sense like to dive into the holiday season because that's one of the, you know, best things about the holiday movies is they are very much like feel good shows usually. Yes, they can be deemed predictable, but sometimes it's nice like around the holidays just to kind of have that feel good, you know, comedic movie. And there's a lot of those on Netflix to enjoy this year, probably more than ever before with the catalog they dropped. I know it's been a really good year. So we've picked um, some movies that you should watch. And then we're going to talk about some movie marathons. So right off the bat, I'm just going to read the list. Then we can talk about um, some of these ones that we recommend. But Single All the Way, really good. Love Hard, even better. Uh, the Great British Baking Show Holidays. I just watched this this weekend and it was great. Uh, Holiday from last year. Uh, the Christmas Chronicles and The Christmas Chronicles 2. And then Jingle Jangle, A Christmas Journey. So those are our recommendations um, if you're looking for some one-off movies to watch on Netflix this holiday season. Of those movies, or and one show, I guess, what stands out to you? What do you got? What are you watching of those, like, six movies? 
Yeah, it's, I need to watch, it's funny, I haven't yet gotten to Love Heart. I was waiting to, to watch that one closer to the holidays, so that mm. one's one that is on my list. I've dived into a lot of the Netflix Christmas movies already, but I'm like, I need to save one to have like a new movie to watch around the holidays, and so that's the one I decided to wait on. So that's on my watch list heading into next week, in uh, the holidays and all that. I feel like the Great British Baking Show holidays isn't a movie, but that's yeah. one that was like a first, like as soon as it dropped, I was watching it just because... We've talked before how we love the Great British Baking Show, um, and the holiday specials were really fun. It did. It was weird not having Noel in the one episode, um, which I know the. I think both of these were filmed in 2020, so he missed it because of the birth of his daughter. I think it was, um, but it was just like weird because I love him. He's like my favorite of the two co-hosts, and so it just felt weird him not being in the tent. Um, but it's just fun having like the past bakers back, and like we've talked about with that show, a sense of like come you know camaraderie just feel good like and it's just a little bit of like holiday fun um i also really enjoyed holiday last year that was a really good one with emma roberts um and jingle jangle is a really really fun family one i feel like of the ones on this list that it was really i know like from the performances the music numbers like it just was a really enjoy um enjoyable movie and so that's one i feel like you can't go wrong with That's fair. That's a that I think you covered most of it. I'm just kidding. Uh, no, I think so. I've watched. I've seen all of these. I'm trying to think of which ones I've watched this year. Single all the way. Obviously, that came out um, beginning in December. I really liked uh, parts of it. I wasn't sold on like the total story. I thought that there were some confusing moments, but I didn't really care because it's fun and it's Christmas and uh, the the performances are really really good. Uh, I think my, it stars Michael Urie, and then the the scene stealers in uh, is Jennifer Coolidge. Anytime that she's on screen, oh my god, she's just hilarious. And then uh, is it Kathy Najimy? Is that is that how you pronounce it? Um, I know her as the the uh, one of the Sanderson sisters uh, from Hocus Pocus, but no, she's really really good in this movie too. Yeah, it's funny. As soon as you said like there were parts that were I really really liked, I'm like he has to be talking about like any scene that had Jennifer Coolidge in it. Like anytime she's in a show or movie, I feel like she just steals the scene, and she's just like was a perfect casting addition to this movie. Like I just I love anytime we get like a role, like any of her roles. Like she's just always knocks him out. I know, I think it was the White Lotus, mm-hmm. just this last you know fallish, and so. It, it's been a good year for her fans and, and definitely like, it's funny, like as soon as you said that, that was the first thing that popped in my head. Cause I feel like you can't watch that movie and not talk about her role in it. Cause she just knocked it out of the park. No, she, yeah, it was amazing. Uh, love heart is really good. I'm really excited for you to watch that one. I, uh, Nina Dobrev is so good in this movie. I wish that she was in more Christmas movies. Like that's the takeaway. Love hard Two has to happen at Netflix. And then Jimmy O Yang is really good. Um, as well, and it also starts. We've talked about it a bunch. So you know, Darren Barnett, who's in Never I Have Never Have I Ever, um, is also really really good in this movie. And it was just like like I think that that, that Love Hard might be my favorite. Like not how do I say this? It's like more of the like adult comedy for like Netflix. Like obviously, it's just a different genre than like the Christmas Chronicles and Jingle Jangle, which I also like those movies. But of like the the comedies, the the ones that lean heavy on the comedy, Love Hard is it for me on Netflix. Um, it's it's similar to Holiday. Like I feel like I had a similar vibe, but uh, I even liked it more than Holiday, um, which came out I think it was last year, right? And was super super popular. 
Um, and I've already watched the Christmas Chronicles two this year, or Christmas Chronicles one and two this year. I like those movies. They're not my favorite, but I feel like that it's so easy to just put them on. And Kurt Russell is like, there's been some really good Santas in movies, but his Santa is, you know, just awesome. Like he just, I don't, I don't know how to describe it, but he's just great at it. <laughs> he's a good actor, Kurt Russell. That's what I'm trying to say. I feel like I have to like refrain myself from like just turning this into like a ranking of the best movies like Santas from here on out. That's like, what we just should start have tossing done. out like every yeah. movie Santa, Tim Allen, and like, um. But yeah, and the fun thing about Netflix too is we just talked about one-offs, but there's a lot of good movies that make for like holiday movie marathons even mm-hmm. this year. Um, which you've got the Princess Switch trilogy, we've got the A Christmas Prince trilogy. And then you could just even have, like, a Vanessa Hudgens movie trilogy, which, of course, would include The Princess Switch, The Princess Switch Switched Again, The Princess Switched Romance in the Star, and then, like, the one-off there, The Night Before Christmas. And so I feel like she's... We've talked about how she's kind of, like, the reigning queen of Netflix holiday Mm -hmm. movies. Um, It'll be interesting to see, like, now that The Christmas... The Princess Switch has been, like... We feel like it's wrapped. Like, there doesn't seem to be plans for a fourth. Like, it'll be interesting to see, like how they maybe find a way to bring her back into the fold. Cause I just feel like Netflix will continue working with her on holiday movies. And I'm all for that. I agree. I, so when you were talking, I don't think, so I watched the princess switch three. Has there been uh, like a reference to the night before Christmas in these movies yet? You know how Netflix does like the extended holiday cinematic universe, blah, blah, blah. They, uh, if, if not, how, how how did Vanessa Hudgens' character and the dude from The Night Before Christmas not pop up in, like, the final scene and be like, oh, there's another, like, long-lost relative? <laughs> I don't know. I, I just feel like that that was a missed opportunity if that, like, if it hadn't already been alluded to. I think that maybe, weren't they? They might have been watching The Night Before Christmas in one of the other movies. Do you remember? I know, I wanted to say, like, did, I, for some reason, I question whether they were and, like, threw a joke out there maybe about, like, her favoring them. But I can't remember, because there for a while, Netflix was definitely, like, putting in a lot of, like, little nods. I know there was one show where they, like, were clearly watching one of the other Netflix Christmas mm-hmm. movies. Then, in, of course, in The Princess Switch 2, they had the main characters from The Christmas Prince. I always <laughs> have to, like, make sure I'm saying the right ones. There's too many versions of Christmas and Prince and Princess and these... Uh, they had those two lead characters popped up in like the wedding scene, like just as like a quick like panning by the crowd and you've got like just them waving in the audience. And so I think people were anticipating like could they do a formal like crossover movie? I think that would be really fun. Like honestly, if they kept these as trilogies but did like a crossover between the Princess Switch and a Christmas Prince and did like something just a one off, both of the cast from those, like that would be such a fun like treat for fans. Like that would be their Avengers endgame. <laughs> Yes, please, Netflix. You have to do the Christmas Endgame movie that we're all waiting for. No, that was cool when they did the the princess. Gosh, oh my God. A Christmas Prince. There, It's so confusing, too, if you go on Netflix and you just start typing in, like, Christmas movies or, like, Prince movies. You get, like, A Christmas Prince, The Princess Switch, A Prince for Christmas, which is different somehow than A Christmas Prince. Um... But yeah, it's 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 tough. It's tough to find the movie that you're looking for. So if they can fix that, that'd be cool too. Um, it af- do it after the Christmas Endgame, though, right? <laughs> yeah, definitely. And I I do think I mean that would be fun. Like we've never really seen that before. Um, and I feel like 
it's just going to be interesting now that that's another trilogy that's ended, like, just to see what will be the next one. Because I feel like the Princess Switch came along just as, like, the A Christmas Prince trilogy was coming to an end. So now that the Princess Switch trilogy's, you know, come to a conclusion, there doesn't seem to be a plan for a fourth, it'll be interesting to see, like, which of these movies... Could it be Love Hard? Like, is that one they turn into a, you know, trilogy somehow? Could it be they decide to revisit something like Jingle Jangle? Or, you know, there's so many options now. Um, we also have the California Christmas. I know they did the second one of those this mm-hmm. year. Maybe that's a third movie comes next year. And so it'll be interesting to see. But I feel like Netflix is just serving up, you know, great holiday movie slates each year. And we just continue to have, like, more to add to the list every year. Maybe they could do The Christmas Chronicles 3. I don't know if there's been talk of that. I'll have to look into it after the podcast. We're out of time, though, everyone. So uh, we hope you all have a happy, 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 happy holidays. <laughs> Thanks, everyone, for listening. And uh, we'll see you all next time. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.